This is Tony Drake, Certified Financial Planner with Drake & Associates, and this is the Retirement Ready Show. Our goal is to educate you on the many topics of retirement and inform you how to create a successful Retirement Ready Roadmap. Thank you for joining me today for another episode where we will make your Retirement Ready Roadmap simple. I'm Tony Drake, Certified Financial Planner with Drake & Associates. You can always visit us at retirementreadyshow.com. Lots of great tools and resources, some incredible ways to connect with us, and they're all completely complimentary. Maybe you have a quick question, you want to set up a 15-minute phone call, or maybe you'd like a second set of eyes on your plan. We offer complimentary in-person or virtual appointments. That's a two-appointment process with us, and we're going to create your retirement-ready roadmap. No cost or obligation. We're going to look at the five key areas we want you thinking about in retirement. If you'd like a second set of eyes on your plan or you'd like to start creating a plan for the first time, you can visit us, see the calendar, schedule that directly at any of our locations or virtually right at retirementreadyshow.com. Got my buddy Brad Allen. How are you? Got a fresh cut, buddy. Yes. Looking trimmed up. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, it's uh, beards trim. Everything's looking tight and clean. Every uh, every couple of weeks now, I'm trying to get a haircut. It used to be, you know, a couple times a year I'd get a haircut. It'd get really long, and I'd be like, okay, it's time to cut it. But uh, great to have you, Brad. I'm excited about you know this week's show, and I think when you think about some of this stuff going on in the economy. Um, you know, there are some great positives, right? Higher average retirement account balances came out recently. But there are some factors I think folks want to kind of think about and not lose sight of. So I want to cover some of those today. And, you know, there's certainly, especially in the last week here, you know, the markets have turned negative here for the year. And despite despite that market volatility, you know, Americans' account balances have increased in the second quarter of this year. That couple numbers for you, the average IRA balance increased by 5% from the previous quarter and was up 41% from 10 years ago. The average 401k balance went up 4% from the previous quarter, increased by 39% from 10 years ago. Average 403b balance, so that's, you know, people who work at hospitals, things of that nature, some government agencies, was up 5% from the previous quarter and has increased by 65% from 10 years ago. And baby boomers who have been saving in their 401k plans continuously since 2008 now have an average balance of about $500,000. So Brad, are you seeing this as well? These type of statistics where the, you know, we have so many new families that come in and a couple of people, I apologize. A couple of people emailed last week and said, Hey, Tony, what about the evening educational workshops? We've actually taken a break here in October. Uh, the reality is, and we're so fortunate and thankful, but so many great families in the community have been coming in to see us. We really didn't have time to do those and, and didn't have the space there. So um, we, we don't have those. But but I know, Brad, you're meeting with a lot of these new families. And is this kind of some of what you're seeing when you sit down with folks? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of hesitation with where the market is. And a lot of people that I'm meeting with right now, they're trying to make that decision of, can I retire? You know, should I retire in the next year or two years? They had this plan, but sometimes those plans can change when the market's a little crazy, you know, and there's a lot of people coming in that are worried about, 
where is it going from here? You know, obviously it's been up and down the past couple of years. And, and the, the question is, do I have enough now to kind of weather that storm? And then on the flip side of that, what do I do if the market goes down? Am I in the right position right now? Am I too aggressive or too conservative? Or what should I be doing along the way to make sure that I'm ready for whatever financial storm or economic storm could come up? So when we put a plan together, we're, we're really just trying to figure out what the goals are of that particular family or, or particular client that's in the room with us. And, and the goals are going to tell us what we need to do from a financial aspect from point A to point B, right? If the goal is to leave everything to their kids, well, then yeah. I mean, if you're not going to spend a lot along the way because maybe you have a pension or social security and that's covering your expenses, maybe you can afford to be a little bit more on the growth side and, and go up and down a little bit more with the market. But if, if you feel like you're going to need this money sooner rather than later, well, that's a conversation to have, right? How do, how do we do income planning? How do we draw from the right places and make sure we're not taking money out at a big loss and those kind of things? So, yeah, Tony, I mean, you know, everybody's a little nervous. Everybody's a little worried at the news that comes out every single day. And, uh, you know, obviously the election's coming up next year. It could have a big impact on the market. And, you know, that's that's really the talk right now. But it's it's not so much about what's going on in the world or, or, or with the market. It's how do you set up your portfolio in in a way where you have money for the good, the bad, the ugly, right? I mean, there's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be peaks and valleys throughout your retirement. Unfortunately, if you're just getting into retirement now, you're, you're dealing with it early on, which could be a problem later. If you lose too much too early, you don't have the time to make that back. So those are the kind of conversations we're having lately. Yeah, I mean, the reality is if people have larger balances, I mean, the flip side to that is there's more to lose, right? If the market really does pull back, and I think, you know, especially, you know, this week, all eyes are on the feds, lots of talk. You know, I think there was this kind of notion that it was just, hey, smooth sailing, soft landing. Now we've been seeing some tough market activity. And there were some interesting quotes uh, from Jerome Powell here over the last period of time where he's not really convinced that they have that in check yet. I want to see convincing evidence, really, that we have reached the appropriate level and we've seen progress and we welcome that. But, you know, we need to see more progress before we'll be willing to reach that conclusion. So, you know, I mean, he has to be careful with what he says, but he's being very careful not to commit to anything. And even though the Fed didn't issue an increase at the last meeting, we could see increases before the end of the year. We'll see that a majority of participants believe that it is more likely than not that it will be appropriate for us to raise rates one more time in the two remaining meetings this year. And I think, you know, Brad, there's just this kind of notion, of course, he has to he has to be tough, right? I mean, let's face it, they were very late to the game, right, which really put us behind the eight ball, if you will, and we had to do these rapid increases. So they're not in a position where they can soften their talk. So the question is really, are they really considering future, you know, rate increases this year? Or are we kind of at the top and they're going to let it set in? And, and I think a lot of people maybe don't realize or forget to realize when they do these types of rate increases, it can take six to nine months to really feel the effects in the economy. So I think there's a camp that's suggesting, hey, we've done a lot of increases in a short period of time. Let's let that filter through the economy. Let's really figure out what's going to happen to the commercial real estate market. Let's going to see what, what happens to oil. That's going to have a big impact on the economy. Let's kind of see what some of these factors are. Where does unemployment go? 
and, and then kind of make some decisions from there. But I know it's a concern that a lot of people are asking about. Yeah, you hear all this news and, and all these different things that come up over the last couple of years. And, and the real question is, how does it affect you and your retirement, right? There's folks that maybe want to, in retirement, downsize, right? They're, they're, they're going to, to buy a new house or those kind of things. Well, maybe they push that off for a couple of years because of where interest rates are. And maybe they're thinking about paying cash for it or those kind of things. But but where is the, the positive in this for a retiree? Well, the positive is when interest rates go up, other things go up too, like CDs, you know, fixed uh, type of accounts can be a lot more favorable today than they were a couple of years ago. And, you know, I've met a lot of people who are just very, very nervous about where the market's going. So they're sitting in cash and, and they're not making a, a really good return on that, obviously. So there's different levels of risk, right? You have the, the legislation risk that we talk about. We have the market risk, obviously, with the, the peaks and valleys there. But you also have that inflation risk over time. And that's huge, right? When you're putting a retirement plan together, a lot of people come in and they have spreadsheets and they have these Excel things that they put together and it's all great. It's uh, the numbers are there. Everything is good. But one of the things they often miss is inflation over the years. You know what things cost today are going to look different 10 years from now. And you have to adjust for that inflation and you have to make sure your portfolio is going to keep up with that over time. So when you're looking at interest rates, when you're looking at inflation, you want to make sure that you're putting that into your retirement plan. And I talked a little bit earlier about having different buckets to draw from no matter what the market's doing. Well, there's a lot of opportunity out there right now with some of these fixed rates being a lot higher. Can you lock into that for the short term if you're worried about the market volatility? But certainly you don't want to put all your eggs into one basket. You want to diversify, right? You want to have more of a long-term bucket. And generally speaking, if you have Roth money, I know we talked about Roth conversions and tax strategies, but a, a Roth IRA, we don't see as much in a Roth IRA generally as we do a traditional IRA. But I'll tell you what, that Roth IRA being tax free for the rest of your life, that might be a good place to be a little bit more growth orientated right? You're probably not going to draw from that early in retirement. You probably want to save that for later on down the road. So could you be a little bit more growth with that? Because you can afford to maybe go down a little bit because you have time to let it come back up. So, you know, just organizing your plan, whether it's with Drake and Associates or whoever you're with, you know, make sure you have an organized plan for places to draw from for the short term, the midterm, the long term, all these different things matter, right? And it's, it's a lot about investments and income planning. And there's other things to think about out outside of that. But it makes a big difference to have, you know, safer places to draw from in the bad times and more more growth places to draw from in the really good times. I think one of the things I've definitely learned over the years, Brad, as, as a financial advisor, fiduciary certified financial planner is options are great. <laughs> Having options to deal with different economies and because the reality is during retirement, there are going to be some market correctionary periods there's likely to be some inflationary periods, right? And has your plan been built and tested for that is the big question, right? Do you know, can you lay down at night and sleep well and not have to worry about your portfolio? I would, I guess, present the argument that if you're sitting in retirement worrying about your retirement portfolio or your retirement plan, something's missing. Something hasn't been done right. Right. You need to have the confidence to know that you can survive these hurdles, these turbulent waters that can happen throughout retirement. And I really believe, as you stated, Brad, that comes from having a retirement ready roadmap where we're going to address those five unique areas and really let you know how we're going to deal with these things. And you brought up a great point about risk. 
you know, risk is something that's often missed. Many times people during their working careers are very comfortable with risk as they should be. That's kind of the growth stage of your life. But then they enter retirement and they say, you know, I've always been comfortable with risk. The market goes up and down. But yes, we were contributing to these accounts back then. And not only are we not contributing anymore, but oftentimes we're taking money out and taking money out when those accounts are down can be very detrimental to the longevity of the portfolio. You know, that big question we all have, do I have enough money? Am I going to be okay? So testing for that is really important. And I think, Brad, it's really important to know that there are solutions for that. There's ways to solve for that risk and generate that income that you're looking to generate in retirement so you don't have to worry about the market ups and downs, inflation, and all these other concerns that all of us naturally have. But great topic this week, Brad. We're talking about maybe some of the headwinds, things going on in the economy. And just want to remind everybody, Medicare open enrollment starts October 15th and runs through December 7th. So one of the things I think, Brad, is unique about us at our firm is we've really tried to create this environment where all of your retirement needs are going to be met here. So if you're trying to figure out how to handle health insurance to get to Medicare age 65, or once you've hit Medicare age, you have to make the decision, am I doing Medicare Advantage, Medicare Supplement, there's parts A, B, C, D, all this alphabet soup, and it can get really confusing. We have a health insurance agent. You know, for our clients, we have accountants to do your tax returns. We have an elder law attorney that can, you know, kind of work with you on your wills, trust. So you don't have these people pointing fingers at each other. But this is an important time. Brad, I, I call I call it the telemarketing season. <laughs> yep. You don't like that's my big joke. No. For Medicare. For Medicare, yeah. I mean, this is where, where for for folks that are either, you know, over 65 or turning 65, there's actually companies that they call T65 leads, which is people turning 65 so your phone starts blowing up. But it is an important time period. This is the time period if you're already on it, you can make some changes and you can kind of look at those different options. So just be aware of it. We're uh, just in the next uh, week or two here, we're going to enter that Medicare open enrollment season. And if you need help with that, reach out to us uh, at the office here and, and we would love to uh, connect you with a great health insurance agent that can help walk you through some of those decisions and I think Brad you start to think about I think especially as we kind of come into the end of the year here and into 2024 we're like full-on presidential like you know campaign season yeah you talk about telemarketing you're not only getting those calls but all these political calls oh, too man. Man. it's only it's only going to get worse here but i think one of the things that that i'm certainly hearing from our listeners is this concern about social security and, and i think these entitlement programs have been you know are going to have been talked about they're going to start to be talked about more during these campaign seasons you know, anybody who, who's Social Security age, or if you look on your statements, you're getting these notices that it's going to be insolvent. And, and you know, that's pretty scary. And, and it's something that's important to think about, because Social Security is, you know, a portion of income for most, you know, most folks in retirement. There are some great ways you can get more out of Social Security that's not known. But I think right now, there's also some fears about whether it's going to be there. Hey, podcast fans. If you're ready to take the next steps to create your Retirement Ready Roadmap, then visit us at retirementreadyshow.com. Here you can download educational white papers, sign up for educational no-obligation workshops, or schedule your complimentary consultation. Also, don't forget to follow us and like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Now back to the podcast. 
Yeah, you know, a lot of clients are, are, are talking about, should we even include Social Security as part of our plan long term? You know, that, that can has been kicked down the road so many times that now they're just punting it, right? I mean, it's it's one of those things that somebody's going to have to come in and address. And, and how are we going to fix this situation in the future? Now, there has been talk, right, to, to maybe increase the full retirement age. Right now, it uh, is about 67 for most people. And it used to be 65, and it kept going up, and it might keep going up uh, as we go on. If people are living longer, maybe they're working longer, maybe at some point that full retirement retirement age is 70 years old or 72, or by the time I'm there, it'll be 80. You know, it's just that uh, that's an easy way for them to to add more money to the bucket. But they could also make some some changes to uh, the payroll taxes for Social Security. If you notice on your your paycheck, there's a portion taken out to go to Social Security every single paycheck you get. And that's up to a certain uh, portion of money that you make in the year. About 139000 or so uh, is taxable for your payroll to go to Social Security. But anything you make over, the, over that number uh, is not taxable anymore. They could just say the first 400000 that you make in the year is going to go towards the payroll taxes to Social Security. So they can make some adjustments, right? And they can add money quickly to that bucket. The question is, is somebody going to take that on, right? So I would look at Social Security, and this is what I tell clients. This is what we have today. We know there could be some changes in the future, but we have to work with what we have today. And let's plan on that. And let's look at Social Security as another asset that you have that you have to make a decision on when you want to start drawing from it. Doesn't mean you take it right away at 62. Doesn't mean you wait till 70. There, there is going to be a strategy there, but that strategy is going to be based on everything else that you have, right? If you have IRAs, if you have a 401k, maybe you have non-qualified accounts or Roth money, all of that matters and it ties into when you take Social Security. Like, you know, early in retirement, it may make sense to draw from some of the IRAs first because you're paying taxes on it, but you're probably in a low tax bracket at that point in comparison to where you will be later. So uh, maybe it makes sense to wait to take Social Security or, or maybe one spouse has longevity in their family and their family lives to 90 or 100 years old. Well, maybe for one spouse, they should try to wait to take Social Security as long as possible because that's going to increase the survivor benefit for that remaining spouse who has that longevity. So there's a lot of different aspects to Social Security, but you have to look at the whole picture. It cannot just be a decision about 62, 66, or 70. It has to be tied in with everything else, and that's what that holistic planning is all about. That's part of the income plan. Where is the income going to come from at different stages in in your retirement and, and it, it makes a big difference. You know, if you take Social Security too early and don't draw down or convert some of the IRAs, you could be in a heavy tax position later in your 70s. In fact, a lot of people are in the highest tax bracket of their life in their 70s because they didn't plan for it ahead of time. They didn't look at these little things that could end up being big problems later on down the road. So that's my little two cents on Social Security. I know we mention it quite a bit because most of the calls, most of the emails that we get from the class or from the uh, radio show here or the podcast we do, you know, it's all about Social Security. It's all about tax strategies. So how do you tie those things together? And it's really important to take a look at that. That is important. And I think it's such a big part, Brad. And are you when you when we build our retirement ready roadmap, one of the five stops on that is the income plan. And, and I think oftentimes we ask somebody, hey, do you have an income plan? They say, well, yeah, I need, you know, 2000 a month. Okay, well, that's not an income plan, but it's not their fault. I mean, it's something their, their advisor should have done, but we need to know exactly where our income's coming from. 
if we have to supplement, if you're fortunate enough to have a pension, Social Security, other income sources, if we need to supplement that, we want to know where that money's going to come from, what account and what orders. I had a uh, client about a year ago, Brad, we simply changed the order in which we were taking the money out and it added nine years to the longevity of the portfolio. Didn't do anything else. You know, and we added nearly a decade, so that's really important. But part of that planning process is we're going to look at those Social Security options. And, you know, especially if you're a couple, we're going to really figure out what's the way you can get the most out of it. Because if we can get more out of Social Security, we don't have to take as much out of your investments. Your portfolio lasts longer. Are people surprised to find out that there are? it's more than just flipping it on? I think so. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people are... They had one plan coming in, but when we take a look at the whole portfolio, that plan changes, right? And and the the question is, do they understand the why behind it, right? It, it's easy enough just to say, well, wait till 70 to take it. But what is the why behind it? Well, it's because tax strategies in the long run mean you're going to pay less taxes by doing it this way versus that way. And to be honest, I mean, you have to kind of be your own advocate a little bit and be honest with yourself because a lot of people come in and, and one thing they don't have is a budget for retirement. They know about what they're spending on a monthly basis while they're while they're working. But you have to realize that retirement, you, you get to retirement and you have all of this time to do the things that you want to do. The question is, how much do those things cost, right? If you want to travel the world or if you want to buy that hot rod to work on or whatever it is. You want to be honest with your budget because that is an, an important step in figuring out when to take Social Security or where to draw from in retirement. If you if you set your budget too low as, as far as this is the bare minimum, well, that doesn't help you in the long run. I would even go high with your budget and just say, OK, well, we might not spend this much, but at least we know we could on a monthly basis. Right. So there's a lot of kind of the detail parts to the retirement plan that a lot of people miss. And it's because they have a, a great portfolio, but they just they're not looking in depth enough about, you know, what does it look like in the long run? Yeah. And, and I think those are the type of questions where, you know, you can sort through it. I mean, I think it's interesting to me, Brad, you know, I one of the biggest lessons I learned, the, a lot of our clients are not necessarily financial experts. They're phenomenal savers. They did what they were supposed to do. It's that millionaire next door where they put money away for decades and they wake up in retirement and sometimes have some pretty impressive balances. But it's like, hey, what do I do now? How does this all come together? And some of these things we're talking about this week may sound pretty technical and, and maybe even confusing. Maybe you love finances and you're, you're digging it. But that's where I think we can really help put these pieces together. And that's why it's so important to not just have a portfolio but to have a comprehensive retirement plan that's addressing these five key areas. Because if you don't have these addressed, I fear that you're putting the success of your retirement at risk. So tell me a little bit, Brad, we, we've been talking this week uh, kind of about some of the concerns we want folks thinking about in retirement. And, you know, certainly the markets have been a little bit turbulent. And these are times I think where it's amazing when the market's doing well, you know, clients come in and everybody's happy. Nobody's even looking at their statements. And suddenly, when the market's not doing so well, people are looking at it monthly, weekly, or daily. And it can, I think, bring this feeling of overwhelm. So what what's the best ways in retirement to not get to a point where you're having those feelings? Yeah, no, that's a good question. You know, this time of uh, in, in a market season is when... Uh, you know, those those market channels get the most viewers and the most advertising dollars because the, the people are watching and you're constantly watching what is the market doing today because I just can't lose that much money at this point in my life. So 
the real thing you should be doing right now, whether it's with Drake and Associates or if you have an advisor, if you have an idea of an advisor you'd like to work with, obviously we're not going to be the right fit for everybody. But what everybody should be doing if they're getting close to retirement is, is really diving into how much actual risk are you taking right now? Right. And it's a, it's a, again, it's a hard question because you can't just look at your statement and figure out, okay, I'm taking this much risk. Well, yeah, you have some large cap, small cap, you have all these different things within that portfolio, but how much actual risk are you taking? And the real question is, how much actually would you go down if we went through 2008 again, if we went through 2001? So there's different programs that we use in our, in our retirement ready roadmap process where, we figure out what your comfort zone with risk is because uh, honestly it could be different now than it was 10 years ago and it, it maybe should be right as you get closer to retirement you might want to pull back on the risk a little bit but you know oftentimes when somebody comes into the office they want to be pretty conservative after we take the survey and just show them what number they're at and their risk score they they feel like they want to be pretty conservative but then we'll take a statement and we'll take their all their statements and average out the actual risk that they're taking and oftentimes it's way different than the risk they feel comfortable taking, meaning they're a lot more aggressive than where they, they, they want to be at this point in their life. And it's a good time to figure that out before the market actually goes down, right? I mean, before the market corrects, it's, it's a good thing to know so you can make those adjustments ahead of time on how do I get a little bit more conservative to weather this storm that possibly could be coming or will come at some point. It might not be right now that we go through a 2008, but those things happen in cycles, right? It's going to probably happen in your retirement at some point. So you want to make sure you're planning for that and you're adjusting your portfolio accordingly uh, for whatever risk could come up. You know, in our, our classes, Tony, we, we, we have a lot of Warren Buffett quotes. And Warren Buffett has, is just a quote machine, right? You could just, they probably have a book of Warren Buffett quotes somewhere. But Warren Buffett says, you never know who's swimming naked until the tide goes out. Whoa, that's a good one. Right. So you never know how much risk you're taking until the market actually goes down unless you start putting some of these things together to kind of figure out where your comfort zone is versus where you actually are. Yeah, that's great stuff. And do you know? Does Warren Buffett do dad jokes? I don't know. I, I got one for you this week. Do you? I think maybe they're not as important as Warren Buffett's quotes, but I like dad jokes. Why do you feel so great after doing lunges? Lunges, like the workout. Yeah, lunges, workout. Why do you feel I so I great? You said lunges. Um, I don't know why. It's a big step forward. <laughs> no, not your strongest. No, but not bad. Did you make that up last night before? Uh, I think we have to look at maybe maybe some better uh, dad joke websites for you. That you yeah, <laughs> I got to find a better better source. Uh, you know, I work out with a trainer who I climbed Grand Teton with this summer, and he's the king of dad jokes. Oh yeah, most impressive part. How does he remember them all? I mean, he's that, got like yeah. dozens, if not hundreds, in his mind. Yeah, it's I, impressive. I always hear jokes, and You're not I'm even like, a dad. Yeah, really? No. I always hear jokes and, and I'm like, I'm going to remember that joke because it's going to come up one time and I'll tell it. Never. It never. It's not a chance I'm remembering that joke. Yeah, that's not happening. That's not happening. Listen to this, Brett. I was reading some stuff prepping for the show this week and, and maybe you're one of the folks out there that made a little bit of extra money reselling tickets to concerts or sporting events. I think that was really big with Taylor Swift this summer. My, my two girls are big Swifties and this is what the IRS wants you to know about it. There's a new law that lowered the tax reporting thresholds for users of e-commerce platforms 
including these ticketing websites, and they were acquiring them to provide information on sellers' proceeds if their ticket sales are worth more than $600. Now, the previous reporting threshold applied to users with $20,000 in revenue and more than 200 transactions, but the new threshold can be triggered with just one transaction if it tops only $600. So sellers would owe additional taxes if they made a profit by selling a ticket for more than they paid for it. So I know this is pretty common. A lot of these you know, ticketing sites are on apps. It's easy to resell. But when it comes to tax time, just remember that you might have some additional income that you need to report. So it's something to be aware of. Wait, let's take a step back. So two daughters are Swifties, right? But you're yeah. going to all these concerts, taking them. And so do you consider yourself a Swifty at this point? Uh, I don't want to get any hate mail. <laughs> I enjoy that my daughters love her so much. I actually think she's pretty incredible what she's done. Yeah. But probably not my type of music. No. Is that a so politically a, correct you, enough you're answer? You're not a Kansas City Chiefs fan now either. Then, huh? Isn't that been crazy? <laughs> I mean, they said his jersey went, went up, like the demand went up 400% or something. Insane. Other just quick statistics, Brad, I don't want to put you to sleep with these, but this is kind of fun. And this week in history, 1890, Sequoia National Park was established more than 130 years ago. That's in California, of course. And although the park was established to protect the giant sequoia trees, a road to the giant forest wasn't completed until 1903, which allowed wagons to reach the park for the first time. And Yosemite National Park was officially created by Congress a few days later. Also, this week in history, 1957, a Soviet Union launched Sputnik. That was the world's first artificial satellite. Sputnik is, of course, the the Russian word for fellow traveler. Its orbit deteriorated, excuse me, in January 1958, and it burned up in the atmosphere. Last one for you, Brad, 1983. That's 40 years ago this week. Sean Connery had his role in 007 and Never Say It Again, considered an unofficial Bond film because it wasn't produced by the company behind all the other Bond movies. He was a great Bond, though, wasn't he, Sean Connery? Yeah, yeah. I don't know that I've ever seen any of his uh, Bond movies, though. Oh, here's another one. You're too young. Yeah. I like the the recent Bond movies. I like those a lot. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, you came with your homework today. Yeah, I did. I'm doing a lot of research. No research. See what happened this week in history. That uh, Sequoia National Park, that's on the bucket list. I want to see those big giant trees someday. They're, they're, I have not seen them in person, but I've seen pictures and they look pretty, I mean, yeah. make you feel small. That's for sure. Right. Right. That's for sure. But I think it's a great time for folks who, you know, it's understandable this week. We've been talking about concerns in the economy, things to think about. And if you're feeling concerned, I don't, that's very common. I want you to understand that it's common, but I also want you to understand there's some ways to prevent that. And Brad, you talked briefly earlier about this red green bucket concept, right? And just imagine for a second, think about your retirement portfolio as a pie. And let's say we had 30 or 40% of that in a, in a safer bucket that can't lose money, right? And that bucket we're going to use to create your income for the next 10 to 12 years. Now for that, we're going to accept a a smaller rate of return, but we know it's going to be there and it's going to be safe. Imagine if you had a bucket where you knew your income was safe for a decade, then we didn't have to worry so much about that other 60%, 70%, 50%. However, we split that. That's going to be a unique decision based on your risk tolerance. We wouldn't have to worry about that because we knew we had some income safe. 
income, insurance, tax strategies, health care, investments, legacy planning. There's so many different pieces that go into a retirement-ready roadmap. And if you've been working with different financial professionals in this area, it might be time to start talking to a retirement planner or a fiduciary that can help pull these pieces together. A lot of people I work with have done a good job savings. They know they need to think about taxes and strategies to preserve their income and create a legacy plan for their heirs and loved ones. And when you work with someone who focuses on retirement, you can address all those different areas in one place. We can talk to you about some of the main risks to your retirement, including taxes and tax increases, volatility in the market, inflation, and higher health care costs. We can give you strategies to help you potentially reduce taxes in the future and preserve your retirement savings. We can help you maintain your current standard of living in retirement, even as costs continue to rise, your legacy and inheritance goals for your loved ones, and how those goals fit into your retirement strategy. It's all in one place under one roof. If you want different accounts, investments, and policies you won't own to work seamlessly together, that doesn't happen by accident. Don't make the final decision without understanding the full impact on the other pieces of your retirement. This is an area we would certainly love to assist you with, and we do that completely complimentary. We appreciate you tuning in and listening to the Retirement Ready Show. Hey, podcast fans. If you're ready to take the next steps to create your Retirement Ready Roadmap, then visit us at retirementreadyshow.com. Here you can download educational white papers, sign up for educational no-obligation workshops, or schedule your complimentary consultation. Also, don't forget to follow and like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Thanks for tuning in. Drake & Associates LLC is an independent financial services firm that utilizes a variety of investment and insurance products. Advisory services offered through Drake & Associates LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only and is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. Drake & Associates LLC is not permitted to offer. No statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Drake & Associates LLC.